So today on Motherhood Mindset, we are talking about boundaries. Ah, just the ability to say no without all the excuses and the fear that we're going to make people mad. All right, are you ready for this episode? Let's do this. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. I did an interview recently with Stacy Failing. She is the host of the podcast, She Wakes Up. And we were talking a little bit about her story when she said that she stayed in an abusive relationship because she thought it would be best for her daughter, you know, to have that family unit. And then one day she just woke up and she's like, I can't do it anymore. And it made me think about boundaries and how just the the power of saying no, you know, rising up and being like, this is the last day that I am doing that. <laughs> when you say no, they may get mad. That's okay, because somebody's going to be mad. And I was listening to, I was reading the book Untamed by Glenn, Glendalyn Doyle. And she always says, look, if someone's going to be mad, it might as well be the other person. Because how often have we given what Lisa Turker says, give your best yes, when we don't, and we're like, oh, yeah, we can do that, but we really don't want to do it, then we're not giving our best, and no one wins. You're thinking, I cannot add another thing to my plate. I just can't do it, or I'm going to combust. And then someone's like, oh, PTA comes in, or... <laughs> mother-in-law, grandma, sister, and they're like, hey, can you do this one thing? And instead of just being true to yourself and circling the wagons and being like, can't do it, we go, oh, I don't want to make them mad. I don't want to, oh, what are all the feelings that you feel when you know you need to say no, but you don't want to? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes it just makes you feel sick to your stomach. Your hands start sweating and you're like, oh, I hate to be put in this situation. But what are you going to do? Hide out on the couch at home, you know, in isolation? You can't do that. We just have to live our lives. People are always going to ask for something and we have to be our own advocate. We have to protect our island. I know for me, when I would be in business, I didn't even have an advertising budget. I mean, I had like bologna sandwich budget. <laughs> I mean, it was fried bologna, but it was still bologna. They were like, hey, this community was like, we will advertise your company in our newsletter that goes out to like 500 homes. And so you'll have all those eyes on you. And I thought, oh, I've got to do this. And I didn't want to. It was at Christmas time. And I've got all these little kids and car seats. And I had a million things that had to be done in a 24-hour period. And there was just no way it was going to get done. But I said yes. And they really, they just wanted me to ride through for about a half an hour and tell about the Christmas lights, like who were the top five winners in my eyes of who I thought had the best Christmas lights. I didn't have time to do it. I was ranting and raving all the way there. My husband was like, I mean, who are you, lady? <laughs> you shouldn't have said, you know, you shouldn't have said yes. I remember at one point, I, and you know women, probably been here at this point, where everything just explodes and you go ape crazy, nuts. I just sat there in the car 
silently crying and then I just screamed. <laughs> I mean, I screamed as loud as I could. I, I mean, I, my husband, the quiet engineer, <laughs> he looked at me like I was the crazy lady. <laughs> like I, I've been sleeping in the same bed with this woman for years. I didn't even know she could do that. I screamed as loud as I could. I, I mean, it was like earth shattering, like you thought the windows were going to break in the car. And I had hit my limit. And sometimes that's what has to happen. You just have to hit your limit because we're so afraid of ticking people off. One of us is going to be mad and it should always be them. <laughs> and sometimes that tool is, is saying yes enough that you hit your limit and you know that moment when you hit the wall and you're like, I am never going to have an issue with saying no again. I will not have that problem. So they say there's 24 hours in a day, but so you have 86,400 seconds in a day. That's it. And then cut that into a third. And that's like half is 43,000. And so now you're like at like 25,000 seconds in a day to make things count right? You have got to be an advocate for yourself. If you give away all the time, you're giving away your health. You're giving away from your family. So immediately that puts you in a position to go, wait a minute, am I choosing you over my children? Or am I choosing you over my spouse, over my health, over my happiness? then that's when you're like, okay, wait a minute. These are bigger prizes here. This isn't just throwing out a yes. Because when you think about it, it's stealing. <laughs> and you're like, stealing? What are you talking about? It's stealing. It's stealing your health. It's stealing your life. It's stealing your happiness. It's stealing the moments, the present from your kids, the things that matter most, that why, that number one priority. And you're even stealing from the person that you're saying yes to. Because when you walk towards a yes that you do not mean, then you're stealing from them as well. Look, if you're not all in, you're not like, whoa, every stone's unturned. I want to wring this life out. It's going to be so amazing. The thing that I'm running to, why am I doing it? Is it helping others? Is it serving them in some capacity? I've read interviews by multimillionaires, and the one thing that they do that provides such feedback and productivity in their life is they write down everything they do during the day, a week, a month. And then at the end of the year, they reassess what was important to them. The people that I hung out with, did it bring me joy? Did it give back to my life and make it fuller or get sucked the air from my life? It just didn't bring value. They would put a plus or a negative by each one of those things that they did. Maybe the business that they started or a class that they took. People that they hung around, people that they went camping with or spent the weekends with. They looked at all of that and they put a plus or a minus beside it. <laughs> and can you imagine at the end of all those pluses, taking away all the negatives, the minuses, how much more fuller your life, how much more meaning and purpose it would have? I mean, talk about being exponential, uh, the compound effect. That's pretty amazing. From the podcasts you listen to, to the books that you read, to the meals that you cook, to the people that you even meet for coffee. That's either taking away or bringing value to your life. <laughs> and that's so smart, right? To be able to look at your life and assess it every week, every month, every year and look back and take out all the junk. So how do you say no? 
Well, just say no. And you're like, wait, 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 what? Okay, no, period. This is what I've learned. So just say no with a period. That's it. (laughs) Remember, we talked about you will get to that place of regret or anger, thinking that I should have and I, you know, I don't want to make people mad. But remember, no, period. That's it. Don't give any excuses. Don't have any buts, ands, ors, because whatever you follow with that, you are giving the other person ammunition to go, oh, you know what? The manipulatives, they'll be like, oh, well, I will help you around that concern, that issue. The next thing you know, you're doing the thing that you never wanted to do begrudgingly. So just say, That's not going to work for me. Oh, I hate to miss out on fun. I have other commitments. There's always a way to say no, period, and not all the other stuff behind it. No, we're not going to follow that. Okay, so practice that. Maybe practice it in a safe zone with your kids where it's easy to say no, no, and then walk away. The more you practice it, the easier it gets to say no to other commitments outside of what is on your list, period. This will also help. This tool that I use, you can write on your schedule, this is what I'm doing this week. I was listening to a podcast by Lewis Howes. It's called The School of Greatness. You have got to check it out. All the topics brings in people from all over to just make you a better person, to really hone your skills, your health, anything that would make you a person of greatness. So check it out. He was interviewing a guy named Donald Miller, who's written several books, and he his stories, he always talks about story. If you want to captivate people, you have to tell a great story. So he was saying, on the average, people live to be about 78.5 years old. So 78 minus your age equals that. Now, I had this amazing dog, Max. He was a really cool dog, and we had him for 15 years. So if you look at it and go, okay, so I have maybe 30 years left in life, whatever that is to get you to 78, that is two more, my dog was Max. That was two more Maxes in my life. That's all I've got to live is two more Maxes. In his case, it was a Lucy. He had a dog, Lucy, that went everywhere with him, that got him through all of his heartbreaks and hard times and depression and all the things. And then he got married. He had Lucy. He had his first child. And then Lucy passed. He's probably got two Lucy's worth of life left. And it made me think, you've got to really think about the no's that you want to give. What are the yeses? A no is just as important as a yes. Usually one comes with the other, right? Write down What are those next three decades that you want to accomplish? What are those things? And each time a person comes in with their distractions or their request, you look at that and decide, does that fit in with the next two Lucy's of my life? Or will this take away from my friends and my family, my kids, the legacy I'm trying to create, the business I'm trying to build? Will that bring more joy and value or will it be a distraction, a minus on my book of life. So how do you create a boundary? Because I know that I have ticked off quite a few people when I set up a boundary. But here's the thing. You've got to know what is your why to stay true to that. If you're on a mission, you're trying to get to school to drop the kids off. You are on a mission. If you're trying to build a dream and start this business or a Bible study or a class or get a master's degree, 
you're on a mission. But when you lose your identity and purpose and you don't really know where you are or who you are or what your why is, that's when we look side to side comparing ourselves to others. It just becomes a big old mess. So we have to establish our boundaries. We have to know our why. What is that mission ahead? So when we establish boundaries with a yes or a no, being an advocate for ourselves, being our own jet fuel, not waiting for someone else's motivation or outside forces, we know what our mission is. How do you do that? By establishing boundaries, saying no. But how do I establish a boundary? How do I do it without making people mad? Well, that's not that's not the uh, theme of this episode. It's not about making people mad because you probably will. That has to just not factor in. You have to be okay with it. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to know your why. So establishing boundaries, how do you do that? Well, first off, with a boundary, it has to be made public. That is number one. Make it public. If people are showing up at your house at nine o'clock at night and they're like, woohoo, hey, how's it going? You know, and they're like, let's margaritas. You're so mad at them, but you didn't tell them, hey, nobody comes to the house after nine, dude, on a Monday night. Well, they didn't know. I mean, they kind of probably should have, but they didn't know. And now you're mad at them. Or whatever it is that you establish a boundary, it has to be made public. So when they step over that line, when they cross the line, they've become a trespasser. One of my favorite books by Dr. Henry Cloud is called Boundaries. He has a second book called Necessary Endings. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, let me say that again. (laughs) Y'all, you totally have to get those books, even if it's on Audible and just listen to them on your walk, on the way to school, grocery store, work, whatever. So, so good. They will literally change your life. You have to make it public. Number two, you actually have to stand your ground and be consistent. I mean, how many times have we told our kids to do something and they're like, eh, and then we don't do the discipline or hold them accountable. There are no consequences. And then they just kind of keep pushing the line a little further and a little further. And before you know it, your teenager's not coming in at nine. They're coming in at 10, 15. And you're like, okay, I told you. <laughs> so you have to toe the line. You have to stand firm and be on the front line and hold their feet to the fire. Okay. So number one, you've got to make it public. And number two, you have to consequences when they are a trespasser. What does that look like? That might look like, okay, you can't have the keys to the car for a few days because, you know, you didn't do what I asked. You stepped over the line. That might mean, okay, can't meet up with you this week because, you know, you were here three nights in a row at nine o'clock at night. (laughs) You have to go, look, you can't do that anymore. And when they become a trespasser, most of the time, if they're a true friend, they'll say, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. What was I thinking? Or I should have known, or I'm, I'm just sorry. And they don't do it again. And it's really no big deal. But if they're not a true friend and they're a manipulator or they keep stepping over the line, number three, you're going to have to put space in between each other. That's just the way it is because they obviously don't respect you or they don't care about your feelings or the path that you're taking or the schedule that you've committed to. They just don't care. Do you really want that in your life anyway? I would say probably not. So you might even have to cut ties. I don't know. That's up to you. You just may have to just, you know, see them less or don't answer their phone calls. Or I mean, I don't know what that looks like to you. 
But if they just keep overstepping your boundaries after you've said no and after you've put those things in place and the consequences and they still don't care and they keep repeating it, you just have to decide what that looks like for you. Just remember, you see, people are never going to stop asking. You know, it's like a game of hot potato. People are going to throw you a Christmas party request, you know, in mid-November and you're like, what? (laughs) The PTA is going to come in and they're going to be like asking you to, you know, you guys sell donuts and oh, these three moms can't do it. So, you know, the entire like whether they go to Six Flags or Disney is on you. (laughs) You're like, wait, what? And then you take it on like a game of hot potato. You just grab it. You see something being tossed and you just reach up to grab it. It's just instinct. We just do it. But you know what? We don't always have to grab it. So what happens when you choose to say yes when you should have said no? Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, my goodness. How many times have you been running late and you feel angry and exhausted? The decisions that you make, the perspective you have, it's like a dumpster fire. You're just angry and every choice that you make or the words that you say or your attitude when you show up for the people that you love most, you know, and they're like, wow, who woke up on the wrong side of life? You know what you should have done, but you didn't. And now your whole day just feels like it's gone up in flames. So number one, when we choose to say yes to all the things, it creates exhaustion. It creates a bad attitude. It creates feeling behind the eight ball at every turn. And it's just no good for anybody, right? That tends to create this, you know, I don't have time to stop. The world's depending on me and the world is not depending on you. It's just not. Then you feel depleted and like a car without fuel or an iPhone without a charger. You know, if you don't stay connected to the source, to the owner's manual, to your North Star, to the God who created you as a masterpiece You know, Ephesians 2.10, God created you as a masterpiece to do great things. Then you're no good for anyone. See, we set the tone for the family. How we show up exhausted, late, hurried, mad, carrying a baggage full of guilt, mom suffrage. How we show up just standing on the line and going, no, or yes, and then just running and spinning our plates and juggling all the things. And it just creates like a, it's just like the house is burning, you know, everything's on fire, hustling. It just takes you out of that balance of life. If there's truly a balance in life, I think it's more of a harmony to your hustle. As my friend Shelly Tyson always says, the choice is in our hands. We are the decider. You know, you are the VP of your public relations brand. You know, you are the decider. You have the say. You have the ability to establish margin. You know, that space between the road and the cliff's edge. You get to choose. Remember, you have 86,400 seconds in a 24 hours. But you really only have about 25,000 seconds to make it count. To establish those boundaries. To say no. Period. You can do it. Your life is in your hands. You want to be a better mom, a better anything, then you have to establish boundaries and you have to say no. Give your best yes. Like an architect designing house plans, you've got to be intentional with your life. You've got to write it down how you want to create margin in your life, how you want to create an intentional life, how you want to create space to breathe. If you're ready for more peace, and less chaos, more contentment, and less comparison, you have to establish boundaries and say no, period. 
And I want to thank my radio show, Faith Talk 1360 out of Phoenix, for giving me a billboard on I-10 and in Tempe at ASU campus. If any of the episodes or topics have been helpful to you, will you share this episode with a friend or on social media? Go to Spotify, Apple iTunes, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'd also like to thank a listener who said, I love Stephanie's style. Every podcast feels like hanging out with a close girlfriend. She's an excellent host who knows how to create excellent conversation that provides insights and actionable takeaways for anyone listening. I highly recommend. Let's talk about what happens when you give your best yes. When you say no and you establish boundaries, what happens? It's amazing when you stand up for yourself, when you draw a line in the sand because you know where you're headed. That's where transformation begins. See, when you don't have fear of missing out, when maybe you separate yourself for a little while and you pull yourself back from life a little bit, that's a place to rest and reset and re-strategize. You know, we don't always have to be on top to always be go, go, go. It's okay to sideline yourself and just say no for a little while to go away and get transformation, you know, to work out, to get healthy, to spend time with yourself, with your family, to start that business. All the things that you want to do, it's okay to sideline yourself and walk away from the the crazy and the, the fast paced life. That's where transformation begins. When you don't have a fear of missing out, when you separate yourself for a little while because, you know, you're writing your own story, because self-doubt and fear and other people's expectations no longer have a place in your story. The greatest version of you is the one with boundaries, the one who knows where you're headed, who's disciplined, who's focused on the road ahead, who's not easily swayed or distracted by comparisons, what others think. When you've become the gatekeeper, the one standing on the front line to ensure that your family is safe, that you're able to live a life true to you, that your goals, your talents and passions, your way of life, your beliefs, your identity and purpose will meet its full potential. Not allowing others to snuff out the custom life that God has created as you, the one and only. Look, there'll be people who can't stand the light, the joy, the contentment that you embrace. There will be well-intentioned people who don't like change and they want to sit on the comfort zone of life. And maybe your change is creating change for them and they don't like it. It's like the crab effect. You know, when you start climbing out of the bucket, there's something always wanting to grab you and put you back in. But see, you must walk toward the light, toward the reason you were placed on this earth. It's like a horse wearing blinders. You know, stay focused on the race, the prize, the boundaries, the parameters, standing up for you, saying no, giving your best yes. It's a must. Don't sell yourself out or sell yourself short. You know, stand up for you, for your family, for the one shot at life that you have to be in a healthy relationship, for a close-knit family, a healthy body, a peace of mind. It's like saving someone from drowning. You know, you throw that life vest out there, you you swim out there to rescue them, and then somehow, the next thing you know, they're drowning you. And you're trying to save yourself. And you're like, I was just trying to help, but now what? what's happening? When we get angry, and then we go home, and we create this environment that's toxic, and we make decisions based on our anger, and it just takes everyone down. Giving your best yes, saying no is pertinent. Setting boundaries is a tool that you need to build the life that you want. Be true to you and write your story. What if by saying no, revelations came to the forefront of how people really think about you? 
Maybe it's a relationship that needed to end or at least create a separation or maybe be redefined. Maybe saying no to something was super hard, but it revealed pieces of you that needed to stand up that now offers respect or strength that you didn't have before. See, transformation creates a metamorphosis, becoming new, creating a different landscape, a different perspective. It's like a caterpillar. You know, it becomes a butterfly. It's like that little piece of sand that's just so agitating, but then it becomes a pearl. Heat and time and pressure, coal becomes a diamond. It's where walking up the mountain builds strength. All right, guys, let's live a happier, freer, unstuck life. Here's to living your best life. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.